It is Tess Zion Menachem Av Tavshin Pegimel, the 16th of the month of Menachem Av, 5783, here at the database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg. And that, of course, means that yesterday was Tuba Av, the 15th of the month of Av. And on Tuba Av, I noticed a very incredible connection between this week's Parsha Shavua and the Limud known as Nachiomi. That's right, on this unique edition of Inyan Deomi, we're looking at the connection between Parsha and Nachiomi, which is a Limud not to be mistaken with Dathiomi. Um, this Limud is designed to help Kalaistral complete. The rest of Tanakh, not just Torah, Chomish, like we do the Parsha Shavua every single day and every single week, but also to learn all of Navi and Ksuvim. And today is the day that the current Nachiomi cycle will be completing Sefer Mishle, which means that yesterday was the day that we learned the penultimate parak, the second to last chapter of Mishle, Parak Lamed. And there in Mishle Lamed, I found what I believe is an incredible word connection to Another word in our Parsha this week, which is Parsha's Ekev, as we will see shortly. This connection revolves around the Pasuk in Ekev, Sefer Devarim, Perak Yud Aleph, Pasuk Yud Beis 11.12, as the Pasuk says, in, in Moshe Rabbeinu's description of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Asher Hashem Elokecha, Doresh Satamid, it is the land that Hashem your God is constantly investigating it, watching over it. Ein Hashem Elokecha Ba, Hashem your God's eyes are upon it. Meresh Hashanah, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. And we, of course, are going to hone in on that word, meiratius, which many Mepharshim have commented is missing a letter. Meiratius, from the beginning, like the word beiratius, right, means in the beginning. So meiratius, from the beginning of the year, however, the word ratius is famously missing the letter aleph. There are many Ramazan that are based on this lack of the letter aleph. Makes wonder where did the letter aleph go. However, the Balaturim, among others, points out that this is because the, um, the, the, there, there's a remez hiding in Meiratius that if you jumble around the, the letters, it spells Mitishrei. Because, in fact, when is the beginning of the Jewish calendar year? So there are two beginnings, of course. There's Nisan, but, of course, there's also Tishrei. And, and, um, and Meiratius, jumbled around, is Mitishrei, from Tishrei, which, uh, which tells us about the Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah that, of course, occurs in the very first of Tishrei. And it's from that point when Hashem is beginning to investigate everything that is happening in the world, and, uh, and certainly in Eretz Yisrael, no differently, so that starts May Tishrei, May Reishis, May Tishrei. However, there is another remez learnt out from this particular lack of the letter Aleph, famously in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, of course, go figure. And that um, can be found on Rosh Hashanah, Daf Tes Zayin and 16b. So yes, although we are listening to, or we are recording this particular shir a day late, on the 16th of Menachem Av, it works out nicely enough because the Gemara we're looking at is also on Daf 16 in Rosh Hashanah, where the Gemara states as follows, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Kol Shana Sherasha any year that is Russia, not like Russia, like wicked with an ayin, but it's Russia with a hay. But it is Russia with a hay at the end, which refers to poverty. Any year that is a year of poverty in its beginning, says the Gemara, Misasheris Besofa is destined in its end to have wealth. Shneh Emar, the Pasuk says, Meiratius Hashana, from the beginning of the year. However, Meiratius Ksiv, it is written Meiratius, lacking that letter Aleph, so that it says, like the word Rush, which means to be poor. Viad Acheris, and until the end of the year, Sofa Sheesh Acheris, says the Gemara, that it's destined to have an Acheris, it's destined to have a destiny. There will be substance at the end of that year. And that is what the Gemara states. And of course, Rashi over here explains that what the Gemara really means 
was Sharasha Bitchilasa, that there's poverty in its beginning, Shay Israel Osin Atman Rashin Brashashana, that Klaisrael makes themselves on Rashashana like those who are poor. If you come to Hashem, like we say in Slichos, that we are a Dalim Varek and we are empty-handed and that we are destitute and we are dofake on the doors of Hashem begging, then and only then, if we are, as Rashi says, that we are speaking supplications and as another Pasuk in Mishlei says, in the ways of supplication is the way the, the poor person speaks, then, explains Rashi, says the Gemara, that we will be destined to have riches and wealth by the end of that year. And the Chida, in his uh, commentary on the Gemara in Pesach Inayim, he explains that, uh, that the Gemara here is really not just referring to financial poverty, but it's referring to someone who carries himself and positions himself as though he is in spiritual poverty. Not to assume and be complacent that, that, that he has many mitzvahs and zechuyos, but on the contrary, he sees himself as though maybe his mitzvahs and zechuyos have been depleted. He does not um, act like he's sure of himself, and he davens. That's the kind of person that is going to be inspired and motivated to engage in real teshuva, to do more mitzvahs, to do all the things that he must do to secure a good life um, in the coming year. So that is how the Chidah explains the nature of the poverty described in this Gemara. However, this is all, I believe, possibly connected to the Pasuk and Mishle that appeared in yesterday's Limud, as the Pasuk there makes another reference to poverty, but with a twist. It says the Pasuk in Mishle, Lamed Ches, 38, Shavu Dvar Kazav, things that are false or pointless, and words of, of, of non-truths, words of falsehood, words of deception, Harcheik Mimeni, distance me from that. Then, says Mishle, Reshva Osher al-Titenli. Poverty and wealth do not give to me. Rather, Hatrifeni Lechem Chuki, just provide for me my daily bread, my daily portion. So in that middle phrase, Reshva Osher al-Titenli, says Mishle again that poverty and wealth do not give to me. Noting the two nisyonos that exist when it comes to finances, on the one hand, the nisayon of poverty, which we all hope that we should not be stricken with, of course, and uh, that, that, is, uh, that is an incredible nisayon. And then on the other hand, the nisayon that some of us probably wish we would be zoche to, to have, these, the nisayon of ashiris, of osher, of wealth. Many of us uh, may, may believe that we would be better off with that Nisayon, but of course we know that Ohev Kesef lo Yisba Kesef, that there's never going to be enough money, and even though we think that we'd be better off having all the money, we don't know what kind of virus that we might commit with the money, all the chivim, the responsibilities that we would neglect to fulfill. Should Hashem give us all of that money, we know that Ashiras is just as much a Nisayon as, as, um, as poverty. But what's noteworthy is if you look at the way the words in this phrase are spelled. Because if you look really closely, when the Pasuk says that resh v'osher al-titanli, that word resh, which refers to poverty, it should be written resh shin, or perhaps resh yud shin. But that's not what the Pasuk says. The word resh is spelled resh aleph shin. The Minchas Shai points this out, and all the other Mepharshim explain that this word is in fact a reference to poverty, but it's got an Aleph in there that's not usually in the word. 
The Minchas Shai just says that there's an Aleph in this word, but does not explain why. Most of the, far, the Mepharshim, I could not find anyone who explains why the word Resh, referencing poverty, has included in it this letter Aleph. It almost makes it seem like the Aleph from Parshas Ekev, from the word Me Reshes Hashanah, from that phrase, seems like that Aleph has floated away, has snuck its way to the end of Mishle over here, and it's hiding in another word that's referencing poverty. This perhaps might explain how we know that the word Meresha Sashana in Akiv is a reference to poverty. But what in fact is that Aleph doing here in our Pusik? Right, again, the Pusik reads, and if we now read it with the Aleph in there, it'll sound a little bit more strange. Because in fact, the word Aleph in, in, in the word um, Resh makes it look like it spells the word Rosh, which means head or beginning, like we find in the word Beratius or in Ratius or in the word Rosh. So now the Pusik reads, Shavadivar Kazav. So uh, lies and, and, and words of falsehood, harchek many, distance me from that. Reish osher and a head and riches, al don't give me that. Hachveni lechem chuki, please just guarantee me financial stability, give me my daily bread. But what does the Pasuk now mean, now that it says reish osher or rosh osher, a head and money and wealth do not give to me? And perhaps the answer to this question can be found in the Gemara that we started with. Because what does the Gemara say? The Gemara says that again, in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak, that if the year will begin with rush, with rasha, with, with, with poverty, then, Bezras Hashem, the year will be destined to conclude with riches. Now, what's noteworthy is although maybe we would, we would express reasonably so that we, we neither want the nisayon of poverty or of wealth, even if maybe secretly inside we, a part of us feels like we want the Nisayon of wealth. However, I think the Pasuk here tips us off and suggests that maybe one of these Nisayonos is actually preferable to have if we can choose. And which one is that? If we can choose, we would actually prefer the poverty. Why? Because if we read the Pasuk in this new way, right? So, Resh um, Vaosher, if it says Resh, which means Rosh instead of poverty, but it means a head, it's saying, don't make me the head, don't make, or don't give me a head, don't make my head explode, right? Don't make me arrogant. Reish v'osher, a head and wealth, do not give to me. I do not want that nisayon of, of being blown up and having a big head and having all that money. Just give me financial stability, just give me what I need. But in, under what circumstance would we want to have poverty? Well the extent to which we are poverty-stricken and we continue to succeed in that Nisayon, to serve Hashem properly. And as the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says, that if we are beginning that year with Rosh, if, right, Kol Shana any year that starts off with poverty, of course you have to succeed in your mission. You know, whether you're, whether you're suffering Chas from from financial poverty or even spiritual poverty, but if you begin in that way with that humility and you work on yourself, then, says the Gemara, then at the end you'll be destined naturally, somehow, maybe through, through divine means, to have a year that concludes with riches. In other words, perhaps the word resh with the Aleph in our Pusik alludes to the fact that really, maybe poverty is something that, if we can call it that, would not be so bad. 
that maybe poverty is something that we can gain from, at least to an extent, right? We ask Hashem, please give me financial stability. And while Hashem is giving us financial stability, but the extent to which we position ourselves as Russian, not, not Russian like you're from Russia, but Russian, someone who is poor, the extent to which you do that, then, as just Hashem, if you position yourself in that, in that humble way, then Hashem can eventually upgrade us and promote us to having a, a more handsome level of Ashiras. If, again, we do it the right way, if we approach Hashem as Russian, then eventually we will be able to have um, Ashiras, uh, that wealth, in a way that perhaps we will not fall to the Nisayon. But naturally, we ask Hashem, don't give us not just poverty, but maybe don't give us a big head and all of that wealth so that we would fail the Nisayon, give me my financial stability. And then, as I approach, as a poverty-stricken individual, the extent to which we say that maybe it's appropriate to have a certain degree of poverty, then Hashem will bestow upon us, not just hand-deliver it to us, not as a handout to give us riches, but maybe hard-earned and well-earned and maybe spiritually-earned O-share. And that is something that we can look forward to if we first positioned ourselves as someone who is poor. As the Mishnah Perkevos also says that he who fulfills the Torah in a state of oni, in a state of poverty, then he is destined to eventually fulfill the Torah in a state of wealth. That is the kind of wealth that we want to have and perhaps the kind of poverty that we also want to have and wish be zocha to. If you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner with us with a sponsorship or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, we will find links to every uploaded shear and links to shear that I repost due to their relevance. And all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us here at the database. And of course, always be attuned and in tune to these incredible Nyana Diomi.